Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everybody, it's Don LaGreca with the Thursday edition of Game Misconduct. And this is an awkward one, but I felt like we really should dive into the situation with the Chicago Blackhawks. It's nice to talk about games, and I'm sure we'll get back to that at, at some point. But I know a lot of people are reaching out to me on Twitter just wanting my thoughts. And we've touched a little bit on on the Michael K. Show, but we're going to not take the deep dive with it being hockey and a non-local story on the Michael K. Show. But I do know there's a lot of Blackhawk fans that listen to this podcast, and I think this has affected all hockey fans. And the Winnipeg Jets and the Florida Panthers have been dragged into this as well because of Joel Quinville and Kevin Dayoff. So let's dive into this. I'm sure everybody that listens to this podcast has an intimate by now understanding of the findings from the investigation, and it's scathing. And Stan Bowman is out. Al McIsaac, head of hockey operations for Chicago, out, resigning, and rightly so. They were there, understood what was going on, didn't do anything about it, and so they had to go. And now the question becomes, what happens with Joel Quinville and Kevin Sheveldayoff? And at the time of this recording, which is on Thursday at about 10 minutes to 1 Eastern time, we have not heard any word of any disciplinary action, but we do know that Joel Quinville coached the Panthers' victory last night over the Boston Bruins and refused to speak to the media after the game. So let's address that first. Um, I I think it was a disgrace that he coached in that game by the National Hockey League and by the Florida Panthers. Now, that is not to say that Joel Quinville does not deserve his day. Now, the investigation shows he knew. He had already denied that he knew any knowledge of what happened to Kyle Beach, but he still has his day to talk to the commissioner and find out if there were any misunderstandings and get to the bottom of it. And then whatever disciplinary action comes forward from that, if there is any. I would think there should be, but let's hear what Joel Quinville has to say. And I do agree with him in a post-game press conference is probably not the time to field those questions, especially before speaking to Gary Bettman. But the fact that he coached in the game, I think, is disgraceful because we don't know where this is going to go. And maybe it will be something where he has to be terminated as head coach of the Florida Panthers. So why would he be allowed to coach in that game? And it does speak to, at least in my opinion, the problem with the Kyle Beach situation and just the attitude of professional sports is that for whatever reason, no matter what the controversy, no matter what the scandal, the game always seems to come first. And you saw it in 2010. Hey, we got a cup to win. We will address this, but right now we've got a cup to win. And I do understand how important that is to the players that work so hard to win that championship and how awkward that situation would have been. And I'm not suggesting that the game shouldn't have been played. And I'm not suggesting that it wasn't important for the Chicago Blackhawks to try to win their first Stanley Cup since 1961. But I would say that it's still no excuse to put an investigation on the back burner and then never really have an investigation to be in a situation where allegations are put on Brad Aldrich and what he allegedly did to Kyle Beach 
and how it not be addressed and how that poor kid had to watch as Aldrich celebrated the Stanley Cup on the ice in Philadelphia after Game 6 and had a day with the Cup and it seemed like he was able to dictate his own departure from the organization and how he felt like what happened to him fell on deaf ears, which it did because they did ignore it and decided to do nothing about it. And where McDonough stands right now as as he stood there supposedly in that room and told everybody I would take care of it and, and never did, but how players and everyone knew what was going on, had heard about the allegations, and some of them decided to take the tact on putting it all on beach, claiming that he put himself in that situation, or just not believing how a 20-year-old hockey player can be physically and sexually assaulted by a player by, by a coach, and then making fun of him to boot. Now, I don't know if we'll ever know what players threw homophobic slurs at him, but we do know who was on that team. We do know the different places that he played. Were those players ever talked to? Were those players ever disciplined? Or was it just chalked up as, oh, that's just locker room humor. That's okay. And then you wonder why these victims do not want to come forward. So Joel Quinville knew about this from what we've seen, did nothing, denied that he knew about it, and was still allowed to coach that game last night with the Florida Panthers, I think was awful by the NHL for allowing it to happen, but for the Florida Panthers to say, hey, maybe it's a good idea for you to stand down today. Maybe it's a good idea that we'd let somebody else coach the team tonight. Yeah, we're trying to just become the 14th team in the history of the NHL to start the year 7-0, and but that's not really that important right now. And the courage of Kyle to come forward, no longer being John Doe or Black Ace One, that now we see a face, we see a name, we see statistics, we see a first-round pick that never got a chance to play in the National Hockey League, predominantly because of what happened here, either emotionally affecting him or because he became persona non grata with the Chicago organization and probably the NHL in general, and how he felt to not have anywhere to turn. No teammates, although he did mention some names, including a Brent Sopel, who was very helpful to him. And there were people that were helpful and understood and did the best that they could for him. But figures of authority did nothing to make his situation better, to discipline the coach, to seek retribution, to seek some sort of disciplinary action that his own Players Association turned his back on him. We found out from this investigation that Donald Fear and one other member of the Players Association heard this and did nothing. Players Association issued a statement today saying that they dropped the ball. The Chicago Blackhawks organization has handled things properly with their statements and Pat Foley's speech before the broadcast on Comcast last night. All the right things are being said and done now, for the most part. But we're not done then. Why? Why is the culture the way that it is, where innocent until proven guilty is taken to the extreme? And what I mean by that is, because we lean on innocent until proven guilty, Brad Aldridge is allowed to go about his business. And that now the victim, Kyle Beach, has to prove what happened to him. And it just becomes very convenient for everyone to just say, well, come on. Did it really happen? Do you really want to go in that direction? Should we really do something about it? So innocence until proven guilty now becomes an excuse for not doing anything at all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And put yourself in Beach's situation. Now, I can't, and a lot of us can't, thank God, 
because we've never been physically assaulted. And it's easy to say, how can a 20-year-old hockey player allow that to happen? And we find out that he was not gay and we can't wrap our mind around how a physically strong 20-year-old can be put in that situation. But that doesn't mean it didn't happen. It doesn't mean we can't empathize with him even though we don't fully understand. Why is it in this world that when we don't understand something, we mock it? It instantly becomes wrong instead of trying to figure out why or how we can understand it. How about the fact that he's 20 years old? He gets an opportunity to play with a team trying to win the Stanley Cup. Maybe not play in a game with them, but to be a black ace, to skate during practice, to be with the the, the team, to sit there within the organization and sit next to players like Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves and Brent Seabrook and Duncan Keith and be coached by Joel Quinville and get a chance and an opportunity for the first time to be with guys that you hope one day you'll be a part of because he was drafted high. And the expectation was that one day he would be on this team. And a coach that is there to make him better, working for an organization that he dreamed of playing for, as a kid that's still not technically old enough to drink, sitting there with men and looking at authority figures, expecting those authority figures to take care of him and make him better, and instead taking advantage of that situation. Do you think he wanted to come forward? Do you think this young kid trying to make the team wanted to make waves? And then to see that his players association, his teammates, his coach, his assistant general manager, his general manager didn't seem like they either didn't want to believe him or do anything about it and then later on deny that it happened. You think that was easy for him to go through? And so when you see something like this, do you think it's easy for other people to come forward when they know that they're going to be ridiculed and mocked and not believed? and that the authority figure is going to be the one that ends up getting defended, that the organization becomes more important than the individual player. We saw it with Penn State. We saw it with Michigan State. We see it with the Chicago Blackhawks, that the crest and the logo on the front of the jersey that everybody works so hard to defend and so proud of ends up becoming a destructive entity to where it becomes more important than the individual player and their personal safety. So don't look at it as, why are they protecting the video coach? You can always go and get another video coach. Don't look at it that way. It's not about Aldrich. It's not about Nasser. It's not about Sandusky. It's not about protecting them. It's about protecting what they represent. It's about protecting the Blackhawks. It's about protecting the NHL. It's about protecting Michigan State. It's about protecting Penn State. They don't care about these individual people. They throw them away just as easily as they throw anything else away. But for the scandal to get out, for people to admit that it happened on their watch, brings down the almighty organization, and that's the problem. And I'm glad this got exposed. And it's laughable to think that the Chicago Blackhawks are the only team that probably has gone through this in the history of the National Hockey League. Or that hockey is the only sport that goes through it. You know this happens in all walks of life. And the instinct is to protect the institution rather than to protect the people inside it. So we've seen it in baseball now with the sexual harassment. Now we're seeing it in hockey with players. Hopefully that people of power will realize their job is not just to teach the sport they coach, but also to be adults and be protectors. You know, Not all athletes are 35-year-olds and 15-year veterans. Your coaches and general managers of players that are 18, 19, 20 years old, they're kids, not even allowed to drink, in some cases not allowed to vote. You've got to be able to protect these people, and just because they earn a paycheck doesn't mean that your job is any different than if you worked at a high school or a grammar school or a college. But when you hear these atrocities happen, how about protecting the player instead of protecting the almighty organization? It sickens me that there were people that knew that this happened and did nothing about it. 
And maybe I can excuse the behavior of some of the players. I know Jonathan Taves defended Stan Bowman and Al McIsaac. But, you know, he was a 21-year-old guy at the time. Patrick Kane was 20 years old. These were kids. Sure, one was a captain and one was a star, but there were kids just as easily, as, as uh, just the same as Kyle Beach was. But what's Joel Quinville's excuse? What's Kevin Dayoff's excuse? What's Stan Bowman's excuse? What's Al McIsaac's excuse? McDonough, the president of the organization, what, what are their excuses? Do they really believe their obligation is to the sport and to the league and to the team and not the player? Why, the player's not important because he's not a star? Player's not important because he technically was not a Blackhawk at the time? Crazy. Now, what should happen? Well, we need to hear what their side of the story is. Why did they deny it? Did they really feel that it was going to be taken care of above somebody else? Which is also believable that that somebody is superior to you. Your boss was going to take care of it. Aldridge did leave the organization. As Jonathan Tave said, he felt like him leaving the organization was a way of the Blackhawks taking care of it. So I guess we'll wait and see what Kevin Dayoff, what Joel Quinville have to say. But should it go any differently than it did for Stan Bowman and Al McIsaac? Should they be allowed to continue? And it's it, it's it's tough for me to say because I got to know Kevin Dayoff a little bit and I'm friendly with him and I, I'd hate to see him lose his job. And I'd hate to see Joel Quinville, one of the great coaches in the National Hockey League, lose their job. But does it make sense for them to be able to continue at the capacity they did when the two people that were with the Blackhawks at the time stepped down? Weren't they just as culpable as them? If they were Blackhawks, wouldn't they both be stepping down today? The fact that they're playing or or coaching or general managing another team make them exempt from having to step down? But they should get their day, and they could do what they want to do. But hopefully the National Hockey League, after their uh, conversation with them, they do the right thing. And I hate to see guys lose their job, but what I hate more is to see what happened to Beach and what's probably happening to other players all around the world in all different sports who are probably watching this or listening to this investigation or listening to this podcast right now, wondering what's their organization going to do when they get found out. So I'm not defending the Blackhawks. I'm just saying, do you really think this is an isolated incident? We found out with Penn State and Michigan State and the U.S. gymnastics team that these are not isolated incidents. And it happens because there is a culture around sports that allows it to happen. And maybe now that the Blackhawks are in the eye of the storm and they're handling of, of it, and the NHL now being in the eye of the storm and their handling of it will set the tone for other organizations that maybe are days, weeks, months, years away from having to deal with the exact same thing. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I tweeted out earlier today, wanting to get your reaction to this, at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct, and I I hate to take this serious tone, but quite honestly, after everything that happened yesterday and all the information, I just didn't have the stomach to sit there and just, as much as I enjoyed the games last night... And saw some great performances, and it's cool that the Panthers are seven and zero, and it's great that McDavid's scoring three points again, and uh, and all that. That's um, it just didn't seem right to to have a podcast wrapped around that. It just didn't seem nearly as important as this. And so we'll get back to the hockey tomorrow. But let's hear from you. Jim White says, I appreciate the decisive action taken by the Chicago Blackhawks and the NHL. It does not undo the wrongs from the unspeakable incident, but our steps in the right direction, unlike the NFL 
who released a statement that the WFT report would not be made public. I guess that's a way to look at it. Um, Like I said, most of the things were done right after the incident was over, but I don't think it excuses the behavior and certainly was not a good look last night that Joel Quinville was was allowed to coach. Uh, David uh, Hines says he's got a couple of tweets here. Let me make sure I'm reading them in the correct order because I want to be able to get all of his um, information out there. He said, Kyle Beach played a season of junior hockey in Spokane in 2019-2010. He was a good dude to interact with and in is four months uh, younger than me. Finding out he was John Doe stunned me, and I applaud him for what he did. How the Blackhawks reacted was sickening to me and flat-out inexcusable. Championships are the goal, but the moral obligation to do the right thing should be more important. Hopefully this brings some form of closure to Beach. And this changes things in all levels of hockey going forward. Very, very well said. Flipping around here, Chris says, After seeing part of the TSN interview, my heart goes out to Kyle's parents. As a parent myself, I cannot imagine feeling helpless after what he experienced due to the fact that a crime was covered up and how likely it is law enforcement will get involved. I'm not sure at this point. I guess really it's up to Kyle. And whether he wants to press charges, he might just want to move on. Uh, Mark says $100 million fine for the Blackhawks. Take the team from um, Wurtz's family. All coaches and management should know and did knew and did nothing. Lifetime ban from the NHL and any affiliates, hockey leagues, or awards will still not compare to what was done to the player's life. Very well said again, Mark. Not sure any of those things will happen, um, but it is interesting what happens with Rocky Wirtz, who had done some great things, taking over for his father and building that dynasty team, but it just doesn't seem like that matters. I don't know if Gary Bevin in the NHL will have an appetite to pull a Sterling and force him to sell the team, but he's as culpable as everybody else in what happened here. Troy says, do you think the NHL will go the same lengths the NCAA did when they penalized Penn State? Well, I guess, well, you know, I think the penalties have happened as far as with the Blackhawks are concerned with a $2 million fine, which just does not seem to be enough, considering the New Jersey Devils were fined $3 million for the circumvention of the salary cap with Ilya Kovalchuk's contract. But maybe because of their cooperation with the organization, that's why the fine was a little bit more lenient. But I'm not sure there's going to be anything more that's going to be done, especially with McIsaac and Bowman stepping down, other than what they will end up doing with uh, Quinville and Shevel Dayoff and any other ancillary people that were involved in this i'm not sure there's going to be very much else that's going to be done uh tommy p who's a big blackhawks fan says hearing jonathan taves comments last night i'm going to need to think really hard if i ever put his jersey on my back again i'm so disappointed and disgusted with my favorite team you should be and again do you want to give jonathan taves slack he was a kid himself when it was happening um should he have known more or was he just focused on the hockey was he felt um spoon-fed a bunch of um, meaningless information at the time, too, to protect him. I don't know. But his knee-jerk reaction was to protect two individuals who stepped down because of the circumstances. That was not a good look. I thought Patrick Kane handled it a lot better, saying that it was right that those guys stepped down. But if you want to give players, because of their age, a little bit of uh, slack, they both claim they didn't know about it. They both claim they weren't involved in the homophobic slurs that were said. So I guess you take them at their word, but they were there. They were both very significant players on a championship team that probably could have done more. And I can't say, Tommy, that you're wrong to feel what you feel. 
Donna Scanlon says Kyle Beach is a hero. He is. It must have been very difficult for him to be able to come forward, especially after all these years. But I think the one thing that we've learned from, you know, whether it's Sheldon um, Kennedy, whether it's Theo Fleury, or, you know, what's happened with Kyle Beach is, uh, I think there was a period of time, I might have felt this way as well, that why don't these people come forward more sooner? I would come forward right away. But I think you realize with the way things are handled by superiors that it's difficult to come forward. It really is. Careers get ruined. They do. And so there's a lot of victims out there, a lot. Probably more than we'd even want to imagine that had gone through what Kyle Beach went through that didn't have the courage he did. Were not able to come forward. Were not believed. And how many predators are out there that get away with it because they know they've got the organization, the organization has their back. Tough. Mike says, uh, Coach Quinville needs to do the right thing and retire. Can the league force Rocky Words to sell? Every single person associated with this needs to be held accountable. If Penn State's story broke in 09, would this resulted in the actions being taken? Interesting. Very interesting conversation from Mike there. Well, I wanted to get that out there because I know a lot of people were asking me questions and I would not have been able to get this forum on the Michael K. Show just because of the time constraints. But... Felt like I wanted to do it. Thanks for listening to it. And if you want to comment on it, feel free at Don LaGreca, hashtag A Misconduct. I will do one tomorrow so we can get back to the hockey. Talk to you then.